Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. When you were growing up, did you ever hear the phrase, money doesn't grow on trees? Money won't buy you happiness. Well, did you know that despite all good intent behind these phrases, these could actually have caused you more harm in the long run than you realize? As a salon owner, I'm going to assume that your wishes are to be as successful as possible. And one of the biggest things that you'll want to learn about is your money mindset. Whether your goal is to earn a million dollars a year, $100,000 a year, or even just $50,000 a year, your pre-existing intrinsically programmed money mindset could actually be stopping you from reaching your goal. A negative or rather limiting mindset around money may not even be something that you realize you have. For a lot of us, it started when we were children. Think of phrases you've heard when you were young, the filthy rich, he's filthy rich and selfish. It's something that could have been brewing over over the years you may not even know it's there. That's why today I've invited mindset coach, Reith Thistlewaite, to come and join me on this episode. Now, Reith is going to share with you how you can be aware of and adjust your money mindset and why doing so will be so fundamental to your salon success. So let's dive in and meet Reith. Hey, Reith, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) You're very welcome. Um, All right. Well, let's start with, for those that don't know who you are, who are you? Where do you live? Uh, What do you do? And how did you get to be doing what you do? Well, I am Ree and I live in Ipswich, Brisbane, Australia. Um, I am a mindset coach and I help business owners in particular upgrade their mindset through beliefs, habits, and yeah, the all-rounder so that they can have the business of their dreams because I believe it starts with them. I love it. And so how did you get to be doing such an interesting job? Well, I used to be a boudoir photographer. I know it's very random, but I actually, I was doing it in a way where um, a lot of people came to me for self-love and they're like I feel so sexy and this is amazing but they would come back like two months later and go I don't feel sexy anymore I need another photo shoot and I'm like oh hang on a second I'm helping you from an external point of view what if I changed your mindset to believe that you are beautiful regardless and I kind of went down that route of self-love coaching and then yeah just naturally went into business and here I am that's how I kind of got into it I love helping people just believe in themselves and shift their identity to be the match of the life that they want to create. I love this because this is my experience also uh, in coaching salon owners to change their business. What's the, the number one roadblock? Actually, there's two roadblocks. One is overwhelm, but usually that's also because of uh, this lack of belief that they can do it or that they should do it. Uh, that's definitely what gets in the way of actually then stepping into doing the business tactics. Mm, I totally, totally agree with that. 
hence why I was super keen to have you here on the podcast. So, well, let's talk about this. Um, I want to kind of talk about the three top roadblocks that you see or the topics that you talk about the most that really get in the way. And I know one of them is money mindset. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like what is a money mindset? What is not having the right money mindset? What's the impact of that? Oh God, I feel like that in itself could be a podcast episode. True. But <laughs> um, I find that when people, so many of us have such terrible money beliefs, you know, if we think about our parents or our grandparents, money doesn't fall, uh, come from trees, you know, um, the hard, the, you've got to work really hard to make a lot of money. There's, I can't even remember them because they're so out of my brain now, but I remember having them so dominant in my life when I was younger um, and I was wondering why I wasn't really creating enough of an income because, and it was just overwhelming and because I'm a huge huge believer in manifesting I noticed that the stories that I was telling myself um, eventually then became into my reality so I found that working on the your money mindset as such and like the beliefs and the stories you're telling yourself about money and how it shows up for you and how you utilize it how you receive it like all the things how you save it how you spend it how you invest it when we look at that as a whole there's so much to unpack within that. And there's a lot of the things that we tell ourselves that are really at disservice and not actually creating the life and moving us away from the life that we want to create for ourselves. So yeah, I feel like that is something that's so important as business owners in particular, because we experience a lot more different types of money experiences compared to someone in a nine to five, for example, like taking on personally refunds cancellations not willing to pay deposits thinking that you're too much to like you're charging too much for um your services and all those kinds of things these are things that we experience more so than the normal civilian <laughs> um so yeah these are things that we've got to work on and if we don't i feel like it can roadblock us multiple different ways within our business i guess the first thing to recognize is that what we kind of know to be true or the way that we think isn't necessary reality. I think that's the first mindset that we have to overcome is that just because my mum said it or it's just because it's the way I've experienced life today, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. Yeah. And that's something... Oh Something yeah, you come across yeah, a hundred percent. And majority of our beliefs are borrowed. We weren't born believing that money is the root of all evil. We learnt it along the way. So we have borrowed these beliefs, and the beauty about that is when we realise we've borrowed these beliefs, we can like park them and put them over there and go, I don't like that. I'm going to take this one instead because this feels more aligned and feels more of service to us. And when we yeah, when we really hold on to the idea of like we chose to pick that belief up somewhere along the line. Like you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're never going to have it. How can you be successful when you're, um, you know, next door to Stefan's or all those big, you know, fancy hair salons and all that kind of stuff. Like if you borrow that and you take that on for life, how the hell are you going to be successful when you believe in that? You know, I just think there's so much more options available for us to believe in. It's a bit like a, um, well, I guess this is a bit old-fashioned now, but you know, you used to be able to put a floppy disk in your computer with a certain program. We yeah. want to be able to, you know, remove that and put a new one in to say that uh, money is good or money serves us for positive things. Yes, like money is an enhancer. Yeah. Okay. So, give us some new 
uh, give us a couple of new things that we could choose to believe if we mm. wanted to. Well, I might, in a little way, I guess there's definitely a lot of different beliefs that we could have. You know, we could believe that I'm worthy of money. I deserve financial success. I'm the best in my industry, all those kind of beautiful things. But just to park that for a second, if you don't believe those statements, then it's your inner critic. So like the voice in your head, that is going to override everything so you know you know how bart simpson's like on the chalkboard writing the affirmations like i'm a millionaire i'm a millionaire i'm a millionaire. if you don't believe that you're a millionaire and you're like how can i be a millionaire there's like two dollars in the bank that inner critic's going to win and that belief is going to override what you're trying to embody so i have this system where it's kind of like the step-by-step belief like baby steps if you currently feel like money is the root of all evil but you want to believe that money is an enhancer and everyone deserves it and there's abundance it's very difficult to go from that to, you know, um, like a really strong, abundant belief. So we got to take one step at a time. So what's one, 1% better of a belief to believe other than money is the root of all evil. I don't have enough money, et cetera. So just ask yourself, how can I feel a little bit better about my story that I'm telling myself? And then just slowly work it up that way, because you will, I had that happen to me multiple times thinking I needed to think these powerful affirmations I see on Pinterest and they just weren't working. And it was because it just felt so out of reach. So rather than giving you affirmations, I would ask you to, I invite you to ask yourself, what is one tiny bit more of a better belief to be believing right now? No matter where you're at, whether you think you're really, really poor or you're pretty good with money, wherever you're at, where is, what is a one belief that's a little bit better that would probably be more of a tangible tool to use hey i just wanted to pop in to tell you something don't worry we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second now if this sounds like you listen up you have a team you love your team but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets you want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and then I know I love that. I think that's really sensible. And then I know for me, if I want to change a belief, I need to go and look for evidence. Yes, absolutely. Because otherwise it's just like, well, I just kind of made that up and that's nice. But until I see evidence of that, that it's true for other people or somewhere else in the world, and then I go, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Or if it can happen over there, it can happen for me. Absolutely. For me helps it it rooted in reality somehow. Mm, And that's why we have these beliefs now, because we're like, well, we saw that our parents really struggled with money. So that means I'm going to struggle with money because we have the evidence that they struggled right so it's the same concept so I always I always tell people go find the evidence prove or also prove your current belief to be wrong 
Because if you can find that there's other experiences out there that prove your belief to be wrong, like I've always struggled, I've come from a broke family, I've been homeless before, I can name multiple people that have had a very similar experience that did something with that experience. So we can prove that belief to be wrong, which is also a very powerful tool for sure. Yeah, okay. So one of the things we kind of talked about or mentioned was uh, how can we work on our business and change our businesses if we don't have our beliefs would you say that this is something that comes up a lot that we're working hard on all of the practical tactical business things but not on ourselves mm. bit about that prioritizing yes. what what we're working on absolutely I find that so many women okay not to be sexist about men we love <laughs> our men I love my husband but we are the everything that we learned in personal development and business, most of it has come from a male dominant industry. Now, this again, a whole different conversation, but very quickly, we are wired on an, a 28 day cycle, a hormonal cycle, right? Whereas a male is a 24 hour cycle. Okay. So what they experience in repetition and habits and all that kind of stuff happens within a day. What we experience happens within a month with our menstrual cycle, right? That makes so much sense to me. That just like, (laughs) oh, that's why my husband's like that. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And, you know, so we have all these like morning routines and 5 a.m. wake ups and all this kind of stuff. And I guarantee women that are listening or women or people that have a uterus, um, they have had times in their life where they're like, oh yes, you've got to do all these things. And then a week later, they're like, I don't want to do it. I'm such a failure, blah, 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 blah. That's just, that's the hormonal cycle. And unfortunately we can, we can definitely utilize it. Um, but we've got to be aware of it to begin with. So that that's one conversation. So we are trying to be in an industry and a business that is so wired from a male dominant hormonal cycle. So we need to actually more so embody who we are and who we want to be before we do the do. So the doing is a very masculine energy, which is yes, definitely important in business, but we do that first because that's what we've been told by all the people before us, because it's from a male dominant place but we forget about who we are and the essence of us because people are attracted to women's and feminine energy. And if we're not embodying that, then we're not going to get as much success as quickly. So what happens and what I see a lot with my clients is they're like, I'm doing all the things, but I'm not getting the the success. I don't have the profits. I'm still working on the floor, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, who are you? What are you doing? Like, who do you need to be? This is such a powerful question. Who do you need to be in order to have the life of your dreams? Where are you not showing up in a place that is completely true to your soul and your and your identity and your intuition and all those beautiful things? If you're not embodying that, then how the hell are you going to get the results? Because you're you're not you. You're not, you're not, yeah, you're not you, you're not embracing who you are. You're just doing all these things because you think that's the way to do it. So yeah, I would definitely be asking yourself, like, let's start working on who you are, who you your characteristics, your personality, all the things that make you, you, your belief systems, you know, your self-sabotaging cycles, all these powerful things. When we realize all of that, then the business will just happen. We've got to flip it. Start with who you are in your identity and then do the do. It's a game changer. Yeah. And then when you focus on that and specifically investigate your own beliefs, unpack some of that. Yeah. We need to start there first. Mm. 
we're just going to start with who we are. Like what makes us tick? What do we like? Where, where is our energy? You know, what do we love in business? What do we don't love in business? Um, how can we utilize that? What can we, what can we do differently? How can we be differently? Who are, who are we that makes people want to come to us and how can we embrace that through our business and the way that we hold ourselves throughout our whole collective of business? Um, I think, yeah, when we really start with that, I think that's where, the penny drops and the game changes because it's really about, it's about you and it's about who you are, not what you do. I think what I like most about what you said is that we need to choose who we're going to be first. Mm -hmm. And I think too often we can wait and go, when my business is successful or when I'm yes. a mother or when I have some money, then I'll be yes. an awesome person. And actually what you're saying is it's the other way around. Absolutely. Uh, we need to be the person first who is going to have all of those things. Yes. So we can have all of those things. Yes. And that's how manifestation works is when we sit in the vibration of the things that we desire, we naturally attract it more. If we are someone who lacks, who struggles, who sits, hates uncertainty, who is really wishy-washy, is not knowing how to be disciplined, is not putting their own mental health needs first. And we're never going to get the things we want because that's in a lower vibration. So we've got to work on us, which is our vibration, and bring that up in a way that's in alignment with the things that we desire rather than thinking all these, like the do's. It's like the do, be, have. But, you know, you got to do this and be that so you can have that. we got to focus on the be first. We've got to be this. And, to, and then do this because that is still very important and then we will have it rather than just doing the do. Yeah, yeah. Um, just on a side note, I notice sometimes people do a lot of manifesting and then they wait for the have and they forget about the do. Mm. Do you notice this? Mm-hmm. Yes, they, <laughs> they, think, they think it just, you know, you can click your fingers Ta-da. and it just happens. And it can, like, don't get me wrong, it definitely can. But also that you've got to remember is the doing is even just the doing of the act of the manifesting. That in itself is also doing. You can't just go, I want a million dollars and not put the lotto ticket in, not visualize what your million dollar life looks like and all that kind of stuff. I have a client who manifested a $780,000 house for free and I shit you not she did nothing except the manifesting ritual and um her mother mother mother-in-law um actually won the gold lotto out of nowhere and bought a house that had a granny flat and says you have the house I'll have the granny flat (laughs) and like I love it I I love it I was so jealous I was like I want my mom to win me Now, let's talk about, let's talk about this other uh, challenge that I know is really rampant in our industry. And that is because we're an industry of serving, Mm. do you know, this is why we chose to be in this industry. We want to serve people, look after them, caretake for them. Mm. Uh, That's why we want to do their skin and their hair and, and, and we're in this industry. But what can happen, I notice, is that people get so busy serving and looking after everybody else, we forget about ourselves. This is the big mm. problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talk to me about this. What, what do we need to do to shift this? Oh, again, a lot to unpack here. Just a side note, I forgot to mention, I used to be a hairdresser. Like I have done hairdressing in the past. So if you didn't know that, like I understand, I understand how intense you don't have set like lunch breaks all those beautiful things people going it's not good enough and you're on your feet your back hurts 
all the stuff. You forget about doing your own hair, all the things. I totally get it. But the way, I guess the main thing to focus on is implementing even five minutes a day that is just for you. I know, especially if you have children, it can be really difficult to have these beautiful morning routines where you're waking up at some stupid hour singing Kumbaya and doing journaling and all that stuff. It can be very difficult when you have kids. Um, So start with five minutes. Uh, Something that I actually implemented when I had my son is the transition from coming out of my car into my house or into your salon or wherever you choose to work. I would just take myself five minutes to just breathe and recenter. Don't have my phone in my hands, just come back to myself. And it was just a really nice transition of the busyness of like a crazy morning. Then you got to rush to your office or wherever you're working. So I just took five minutes to go, okay, calm down bring like just breathe you haven't we haven't consciously breathed today like just take that moment and then enter your workplace just finding little tiny snippets within the day can really really help and also boundaries like boundaries are so important and to communicate like I need this time for myself regardless of how much time it is it's the quality it's it's so important to have quality time for yourself it doesn't matter if it's two hours or three hours but you could be using that time really crap you know scrolling your phone or not doing anything that's actually filling up your cup um I love to have a self-love list so I have like a menu that's like a high vibrational list of all these different things some are free some cost money some are five minutes some take an hour where I can go to it and be like okay what can I put into my day today this is what my day looks like I can actually fit that in so I'm going to do that for myself today because again as a woman our lives are very fluid. It changes rapidly because of kids and all the and cancellations and all those kinds of juicy things. We kind of want to have that that um, fluidness of going. Okay, I want to do this. I can do this. That fits in my day. Every day is so different, etc. So I think that would be really important is boundaries, and then finding something sustainable in your days that you can just choose as the day goes on. Of I can do this or I can do that. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think so, because um, I always think if we're coming up with our best ideas or fixing and solving problems when we're in the shower, mm. to me, that's an indicator that we're not creating enough white space in our lives Absolutely. to just let everything process. And when we're giving, 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 giving to children, giving to clients, giving to team, giving to the community, and then God knows what else, yeah. how, you know, we're, we're in a relationship and all of these things. Yeah. Um, unless we create white space for ourselves, mm-hmm. and fill, you, you said it, filling our cup first, there's nothing left to give. And this is when we end up with uh, burnout and resentment. And yep. then we hate our business and we yep. argue with our husbands and we yell yep. at our kids, mm-hmm. which is actually it's our own fault because we, oh, haven't yeah. create, we haven't left enough space for ourselves yeah. and this is when we wake up at three in the morning with our brains ticking over or you know best ideas in the shower kind of thing yeah so I love and adore the best the list yes I'm like I totally wrote that down and I'm going to do that because in the moment you don't have time to think what could I do how could I create this and if you've got a list that you can just go to and go hmm I think I'm going to do that yeah. you know you're not it's not too rigid I think yeah what I like about that is like create the space but it's not rigid I've still got choice mm. 
Because you know, you like know? the morning, the morning routine thing. We'll go back to the morning routine. How it's like the five a.m. Do this, do this. You know, go for a run, have a good breakfast. That can feel like a chore. It can begin totally. to feel like a chore and not actually for like to fill our cup up. So rather than yeah, having that structure of all these things, which is super masculine, I now go okay. This is my favorite question to ask myself: Is what is my soul need right now? What does my soul need from me right now? And then I go, I ask myself, I'm like, hmm. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's a punch on with a punching bag. Maybe it's to have a nap. Maybe it's just a cup of tea in the sun. You know, just maybe it's a Netflix and chill day. Like really asking yourself. And this helps also with like emotional eating, emotional spending, because you think they're the answers. But if you just check in with yourself and be like, what is my soul trying to tell me? What is it that I need for my soul? You, you're going to fill your cup up a hell of a lot faster by having that awareness. Um. Uh, this is something I've tuned into recently and you've just kind of closed the loop for me actually is when I have that oh I just want to buy something and started to ask myself actually why do I feel like this mm. what is it that I want because I do not need any more clothes yeah saying you yep. know like my wardrobe is full but I have this like oh I just feel like and asking myself what's really going on what I really need and I think having that little list will help me go okay it's not that I need clothes because I don't I need something I need to go and find out what it is that I need once I ask myself a question I can I can usually find the answer it's remembering to ask right yes yeah and practice you know we're just going to make practice some days I slip up sometimes it's like 10 a.m and I'm eating chocolate and I'm like why am I doing this fuck I've already eaten half a block and I'm like oh well you know we've done it okay we can try again next time it's it's just practice makes perfect we all make mistakes but it's how quick we get back on track again yeah all right I love and adore this conversation. Okay. Uh, you're a business owner. Yeah. Ray, um, what is a quote or a mantra or something that you uh, often go to that kind of keeps you driving forward when business is tough? Oh, feel the fear and do it anyway. It's probably one of my biggest. It's like actually sitting above my laptop as I speak, because I think when we try and run away from the fear we don't get answers and there's going to be so many experiences in business that is going to be a first time and you're like holy crap how am I going to do this I'm going to up my prices because I realize I'm not even making a profit from this service I'm nervous what if they don't want it you know what if they don't want to pay that much you've got to feel you've got to lean into that fear it's so important to lean into any emotions um and just a quick side note is just do what you feel is right. You know, what I might say to do and what you might say to do with a particular person if their business, that might feel really heavy for them. And they're like, whoa, I want to go against the grain and I want to do this instead. Trust that. Trust in yourself and yeah, lean into the emotion. Yeah, nice. Okay, I love that. Um, what is a book, a podcast or someone that you follow that you've engaged with recently that you think our salon owners should engage with also? Oh. Okay, so I'm currently reading a book called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. So back to like the money mindset thing, I think this book is so important. Basically, in a quick nutshell, it's a woman that's on a mission to end world hunger. And what she's learned along the way is the dynamic of what people's beliefs and habits are around money. And it's, and she says it from a story of like the experiences she's had around money, you know, asking for money for her charity and all this kind of stuff. And there's just so much wisdom from the metaphoric stories that she shares in there that have been huge for me. Um, One in particular was 
um, this guy, she asked this guy for some money that was in a very high food company. And he was like, he did the whole like, oh, here's $50,000 just basically to shut her up. And she walked out the door and she checked into the energetics of the money and was like, this feels really heavy. I don't want this $50,000. So she sent the check back. She sent $50,000 back to this guy. And three years later, he actually met her in person and was like, I will never forget that day. And I realized I was doing it from an ego rather than a humbling. And I want to help. Here's $1 million. <gasps> oh, I just got goosebumps. I love that. And that, that, again, the moral of the story of that is like, if something feels heavy, if you don't want to work with that person, if something just doesn't feel right, it might seem like a good money opportunity, but it just doesn't feel right. Again, checking back into the energetics of it and the vibration of it then don't because something else is coming so yeah it's such a powerful book it's one of those books that I think I'll read every year just to have that reminder so yeah soul of money Lynn twist game changer love it thank you for that recommendation I'll put the link to the book on the show notes of this uh, episode Re, thank you so much it has been a pure delight to have this discussion I really really appreciate your time you're so welcome thanks for having me Hey, and that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Ree, for joining me today. The topic of money mindset and self-care as a CEO is super important for every salon owner. So I really loved our chat. Now, these topics actually are something that I often talk about in my Salon Mastery Coaching Program. Uh, the group of salon owners that we work with together all have their own experience around money mindset and CEO self-love. So it really is rather special to be part of their journeys, uh, I feel very privileged to help them truly step into their role as a salon CEO, earn powerful profits once and for all. And uh, actually makes me think after working together, one of our salon owners this week actually just hit her first million dollar week. Congratulations to you. You know who you are, but truly an example of what a positive money mindset and taking massive action can do. So if you're listening and you'd like to find out more about the Salon Mastery Program, then come and chat with me. You'll know where to find me. I'll leave the link in the show notes of this episode. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you again. Same time, same place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner Salon CEO and master your Salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.